Genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one gut punch at a time. Oh no. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Murren Kennedy and Jessa Lowe from Point Break Minute. Hello. How are you guys today? Hi. Hi. We're good. We're good. Very good. How are yes. you guys? We're well. good. Yeah, we're glad. is not so good. Aomer yeah. is not Aww. so good. We're, we're glad uh, to be back in Rohan, even though things are not uh, not so good right now. So uh, today we're going to be talking about minute twenty-seven, which starts with Aomer finishing his line from yesterday's, uh, "What was the promised price, Grima?" Mm-hmm. and ends with uh, Wormtongue saying, "This order does not come from me; it comes from the king, because Aomer has been banished under pain of death." Yes, it's harsh. Mm. From his own, is it Theoden's his father, right? No, Theoden's his, his uncle. 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 Okay, related, related. Um, it's interesting. I, so, not... is it Grima or Grima? I've always said Grima. Me too. Uh, but in the movies, it varies. Yeah, some uh, some people say Grima, some people say Grima. Yeah, it's accents, maybe that's dialects. Part of, that's part of what uh, what drove him to Saruman. No one was getting his name name right. <laughs> It's actually Grima, no and no one wants to. Right. So this minute, uh, this minute starts with Amor continuing to threaten Wormtongue up against that post in the in the Golden Hall. And when he asks him what his promised price was, Grima just looks at Eowyn in a way that is almost sad, but very creepy. Very creepy. Yeah. It's a it's a piercing gaze of of longing that uh, you all. Yeah, I agree. Like in that one shot, you almost feel for him a little bit because yeah he looks so sad for just a second i think the creep factor comes in because of how long they hold the shot like if it was just him looking at her like then you would feel sorry for him but he lingers so long and it's really uncomfortable like he's got snot running out of his nose because he's been shoved and he's held by the face (laughs) and he just looks over at eowyn and for just a moment like the the look they kind of share Wormtongue just looks crushed, and then it just then it just gets creepy. Yeah, it's interesting with what he does. This is all eyes. This little bit here, especially, um, but the way he like, Aemir is stronger than he is. He can hold him against the wall any for indefinitely. But he's manipulating him with his eyes. I mean, like, oh, look over there, and then like and then in a little bit, he like well, he looks sneaky. to the side, and yeah. then the guards come up, and he's just like he's still in control. And can, uh, I know. I I love the the sidelong looks, one to either side of Amor, right before the guards pull him mm-hmm. off of him. Yeah, is his look to the guards what cues them, or is he just seeing them already coming? That was my question. Oh. I'm not sure. I've always thought he sees them already coming, but other parts of the movie imply that most of the guards aren't really all that loyal to Wormtongue. They're just doing what he says because they're loyal to Theoden, and Theoden seems to have invested yeah, well, the, all this power in Wormtongue because yeah. he's like the this mouth order of comes the from the king. Yeah. So. And these guys don't look happy. But they are willing to punch Amor. Maybe Amor bested them in battle one too many times. Yeah. He's too Maybe they pretty. just don't like Amor. Like, we don't like him, but yeah. we don't like you either. I love this motion that Brad Dourif has in this minute, though. Just after the guards get pulled off of him, the way he kind of 
slinks up mm-hmm. onto his feet. Mm-hmm. He's like bent over backwards some, but he comes up fully straight in like this kind of smooth motion, almost like he's levitating. Yeah, he's like shaking off the whatever was doing. But he doesn't like shake at all. It's just this one. Is a, yeah. This is a moment where he re- reminded me a little bit of Chucky. Just the way he's kind of like his face is very still, and it looks like yeah, he just kind of like looks a little bit like he the, his movement doesn't look quite human, and it just the way that mm. for a moment it just reminded me a little bit of Chucky. It adds to the monster factor a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes, because Wormtongue is very monstrous in a very human way. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, I was gonna say that about like when we we're talking about his makeup, that like he's still human, right? But just barely. Yeah. I like that. And I love the way he delivers the, this order does not come from me. It comes from the king line. from the king. He, yeah, he delivers it just very, like, venomously. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's it. so yeah. condescending. He's so smug. Mm-hmm. He's been mm-hmm. waiting to say yeah. this all morning. <laughs> However long ago that order was signed, he's just been ready. He's been ready yeah, to say I guess, it. Like, I was curious, like, why why not just banish Aemir right when he comes through the door? But I guess, you know, Wormtongue has he to wants wait to play for the, with him. Yeah, he wants to play with him. He wants to wait for the best moment. And he has to wait, like, because there's actual news to bring to Theoden, because no matter what goes on here, it is important, probably, for Theoden's continued decline that he knows that his son is dying. Oh, yes. I know, Aemir is not having a good day. No. He just found his cousin, his cousin's almost dead, and then he just got banished. Yeah. And he's tired of Wormtongue looking at his sister. Right? But yeah. he does have nice eyebrows. He has so. goddamn great <laughs> eyebrows and great hair. Yeah. The scene is just a flurry of hair. <laughs> flurry of hair. Yeah. We do get a we do get another nice close up, and there are so very few of them of Aemir's armor, which is incredibly pretty. Mm-hmm. I love the breastplate on it. Yeah. The... But we've talked about his armor too much on this. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is kind of part of that, but I I've always felt that like Rohan would be like of any fictional movie place I would probably want to live there. Um, obviously, ideally without Wormtongue's influence, but I mean it's, I guess it's basically Ireland. <laughs> it's funny that you uh, that you say that because they redubbed all of these lines later on because they changed their mind about the accents they wanted people to have, and originally they were a little oh, more Irish. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I guess it was a little bit too on the nose of a mm-hmm. you know comparison well the great hall that they're in is like named after the great hall in beowulf right yeah metacell oh. yeah so i think they're like their intention is supposed to be like ancient anglo-saxons but also with horses yes, mm-hmm. yes. yeah which is cool mm-hmm. yeah they would have yeah. gotten so much more done if they had horses i mean it's a small island there's only so much they that's, could have done that's true <laughs> and ship and you know as the spanish learned uh it is difficult to boat many many horses somewhere else mm. i love how erma grips grima's face you just like his jowls they're just like all looks very it's very visceral yeah it's like he's trying to he's trying to collapse grima's cheeks into his face yeah like he's he's pushing them over his bottom jaw yeah. he's trying to get him to stop looking at his sister all creepy yeah well i mean he's grabbing him by the face before he even starts looking at Eowyn. Oh, that's true but then he he re, he re- he re- he firms up his grip a little bit after that, I think. Yeah. yeah. He's like, don't look at her. Look at me. I'm the one that's about to kick your ass. <laughs> kick your ass, bro. <laughs> Much to Amor's surprise, he was the one who was going to receive an ass kicking. Yeah. Yeah. Banishment under pain of death. And uh, there is, I have a question about this scene that I'm sure I will bring up again later. When we see Wormtongue leave Rohan, he is thrown down the steps. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Amor gets the same treatment from these two guards. 
I guess it depends on which one they like the least. Yeah. Like, do they kind of just shove him a little bit? Also, I'm going to pay real close attention because I wonder if it's uh, some of the same people that are around Wormtongue when he gets thrown out. Oh, when out. he gets tossed, yeah. Like, I wonder if some of the same guards are there watching it happen. Yeah. I like to think they treat Aramir with a little more respect. Like, you know, just, you, you got to leave, but we're not going to, you know, give you the, the bum rush. Like, you're not a bad guy. That's just like uh <laughs> What if it's just like... uh Theoden's royal decree from forever ago. Anyone who's banished from my realm needs to be tossed down the stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it's a good tactic. You, you know, give them some humiliation. They won't come back. I like I like Wormtongue, even though he's really gross and evil, because, because like, that's his purpose. Like, he does such a good job at bringing to light that there are also evil men that are not entirely removed from the big broad epic strokes of good and evil that we have with like Sauron and to right. a lesser extent Saruman mm-hmm. but Wormtail like because the whole the whole first movie is like well is there is there honor in in men still and with Aragorn and Boromir we see that yes there is but with Wormtail we see Wormtongue, or, Wormtongue <laughs> see, <laughs> uh, with Wormtongue we see that there is also um, corruption and evil and creepy and yeah yeah and bad uh, hygiene <laughs> one of the things i like about the extended too is where this kind of sits is we see the the wild men the the wild folk which are a good example of like men who are not necessarily like evil but really easily influenced by saruman mm-hmm. and then we have worm tongue who is just obviously not a good person yeah mm-hmm. yeah it, 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 you see the humanized evil Rather than just like the great, yeah, the epic, you know, intangible kind of evil that Sauron is. Right. And maybe, I don't know, maybe Wormtongue was coming from like a good place. Like he went to Saruman for a little more influence with the king because like maybe the king was, I don't know. He just wants to, he just wants to create change, but you can't create change without influence and power. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) you can't make an omelet. (laughs) (laughs) Without hitting on Aramur's sister? <laughs> yeah, without cracking a few Aramur's. There you go. Well, I, think that's, I think that's about it for, for this minute, too. He steals the show again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our Another great Brad Dourif's great. Worm tongue yeah. Man. yeah okay, I was trying to think of anything else uh, about Brad Dourif if I could, I could share. I, I don't think I've seen him. Uh, I, he's, in, uh, he's in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I saw yeah, that. I saw that on his IMDb page as well, but I haven't seen that movie in many years, yeah. so I don't remember who he is. He's very, very young in it. Um, Carl Urban... Have you gone over his stuff before? Yeah. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. And Miranda Otto. Yeah. It's kind of jarring, though, to listen to the cast commentary because Brad Dourif sounds like such a happy, yeah, he's animated so person. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, whoa, what? Your he also doesn't tongue? have the, the accent, too. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the few. I mean, he, him and uh, Elijah Wood, I guess. And Sean Astin. And Sean Astin. Yeah, I guess there's a couple. But yeah, most, besides that, it's Brits and Australians. New Zealand Kiwis. That was a pretty good. That was a pretty good Kiwi accent. Kiwi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kiwi. <laughs> we yeah. Offend, as we offend everyone in New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's not that good. <laughs> but it's something. When you get to the point where you can distinguish Kiwi from Australia, I, I still can't. It's, it's oh, maybe, so you can, like you can just... hear little differences, but. Why, like listening to all the commentaries, it's like, yep, that's that's now a Kiwi accent. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just listening to them over and over and over again. It's like, that's Australian, that's British, that's New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for joining us 
again today, guys. For sure. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Also on DuelingGenre.com with us, you can find the Protagonist Podcast. Well, not us, but... Well, <laughs> not with us. I mean, we've been on, on the, before. <laughs> on, the, on the network with us, but not, not on... We're not on their shows, <laughs> except as the occasional guest. Uh, you can find the Protagonist Podcast. Uh, you can find Doctor's Companion, which you also which host. Lost. Yeah. And where can we find you guys? Oh, we're on Point Break Minute. Pointbreakminute.buzzsprout. Buzzsprout.com is the host. Uh, it's on iTunes. Um, Point we... Break a Listener's Surf Shop on Facebook. Yeah, to, con- to continue the Point Break discussion, as we say. Are you guys on Twitter, too? Uh, we're not on Twitter, no. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I was Alex Thompson of Galaxy Quest Minute. Wanted to, I was on on that show, and he wanted to like, well, can I tag you on Twitter? I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I just feel like Twitter is, you know... I, it's too late for me. Yeah, same. That and Snapchat. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm yeah, too far behind at this Snapchat. point. <laughs> yeah, we're we're basically you know old people, but in the, you know in the body of younger people. Indeed. Yeah, <laughs> that's how that's we found fair. each other. Yeah, old souls. Yeah, there you go. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Thank you. And I hope everyone has a great rest of their Tuesday, and we'll see everybody tomorrow. Yay. Bye. Bye.